and Wellness Podcast with me, Tara Misseldine, and my co-host, Amanda Kingsley. Today, as always, we are going to team up to take you on a journey where freedom is cultivated through personal development, where women connect to fuel their futures, and where wealth is created as a byproduct of being well. Hi, Amanda. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> so, as a, me a measure of being fully transparent with everyone that might or might not listen to this episode, it is titled, Let's Talk Periods. <laughs> Yay! Um, so we're not necessarily going to like dive into all the nitty gritty. You all know how it works. But I think what we're going to try to do is talk more from um, the personal development and entrepreneurial life, mom life perspective of what do we do when we get our periods? Because, you know, it happens to the best of us. So uh, before we do that, we'd like to share with you our gratitudes for today. Um, Amanda, do you want to start? Sure. I don't know if I've shared this one, but I was just telling Tara that I am in like all kinds of pain right now <laughs> from my workouts, from my amazing, awesome trainer. So we do this sort of like, it's like circuit training slash, um, crossfit -y. I don't know. It's just this like incredible group training and, it's been such a good thing for me to be in that physical body as I grow all my like heady online -y, coachy business stuff. And yeah, I'm hurting today, but it feels good. Yeah, that's a good kind of hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So I am going to, my gratitude is also uh, kind of physical and that is I love fresh fruit. Like, for some reason, I never really was a fruit person all that much. Like as a kid, I didn't, I preferred savory things. Um, but since Aria, like she loves fruit. So I've really come to like, oh my gosh, just like a perfectly ripe, juicy mango. And oh my gosh, we, so we had this beautiful like yogurt parfait this morning. Oh. It was so good. And it just like makes it feel like spring and warmer weather is coming and it just smelled so tropical and, and awesome. So it was like Aww. very, it felt very indulgent and at the same time, very healthy. So I love when those kinds of things overlap, like indulgence and healthy and wellness. Like that's awesome. I was just, is it, uh, is it the keto diet that people are avoiding fruit probably because of all the sugars? And I was just reading something from um, a health coach who I really respect, who was like, please don't stop eating fruit. Like you've no idea how good fruit is for you. Like it's different than vegetables. You need to eat fruit. Like I understand your like keto phase right now, but please eat fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, but no. <laughs> okay. So, um, and I guess that's a, a decent segue into our topic today because <laughs> we are talking periods and I'm not like I, I have a lot to say right now because part of the reason that we decided to do this episode was um, because I mentioned that I actually called out sick from another responsibility that I had today that was extremely physical and kind of um, physically draining and I have really really bad cramps and they've been bothering me for like Today is my second full day that I'm coming into like these, I'm not going to call them debilitating because obviously I can sit here and drink coffee and chat and try to take my mind off of it, but they're like pretty hardcore. So when Amanda and I were talking, we were, it was sort of from the perspective of like, well, when the heck do we actually honor these cycles of our bodies 
and when do we push through them and what helps us decide and all of those things. So it, it came up as like a great topic to bring to the podcast, right? Yeah, I think a lot, I don't know why, it's like a thing that always comes to me, like, how do like marathon runners <laughs> think the book, some of them must have be dead center, middle, middle of their period when they're running like that. I'm like, how do they do that? <laughs> yeah. um, putting, putting aside the sciences, you know, where extremely athletic women don't actually get their periods sometimes. Yeah, I know. I, exactly. Lots of birth control methods now that take your period away for long extended periods of time. But if you go like, oh, natural, and every 28 days you're dealing with this natural, very natural cycle, and you're sort of the middle of the road woman slash mom slash entrepreneur slash who we are, like, what do you do? Like, Or even watching my teenager, um, and and sports I sometimes like oh, when you, right I watch her through sports and I try and remember like those days when you just didn't want to go to soccer practice because you were in it heavy mm-hmm. and yeah when as women do we push through and just like this will not stop us and when do we go red tent style and just retreat and self-care and snuggle and yeah my um my favorite approach to this or like the biggest aha for me came recently. And I know I've talked about Kundalini yoga a bunch on the podcast and which I'm not doing right now. And I miss so much. Um, but in Kundalini yoga, it's a lot of breathing work, right? It's a lot of breath work. And when you are bleeding, like it is said every single class, if you're bleeding and you literally breathe differently, like, and you honor where your body's at and what it can receive and what it can do. And you actually practice the entire practice differently if you are bleeding, very specifically. And it, it just felt so good to have someone be like, oh no, this is when you push because Kundalini really do push your limits. It's amazing through breath work and through mindfulness, you really do push your body, but they're so conscious of when you're bleeding is not the time to push your body. It's not the time. Let the rest of the group sort of rise with you, rise for you um, and just feed into that energy and take it a little slower. And I don't know, I was was 38 when I figured that out, but it was like the most clear, like physical, like noticing of it for me. Like I really noticed how differently I felt because I was like doing mindful exercise versus like soccer practice or running or something. That, That is so fascinating. So I, what I noticed this morning Um, or actually it happened for me last night because I sort of promised myself like, you know, as a gentle little nudge, (laughs) I promised myself that if you wanted to do the recording in the morning today and I still (laughs) had cramps, (laughs) that I would give myself permission because it wasn't like I was bailing on some other responsibility because I didn't feel well. It was like I was replacing something that felt doable at the time with something that didn't feel like vice versa, replacing something that really felt very difficult with something that felt much more nurturing and easy and nourishing. Um, But I didn't feel like I was just bailing because there's been many times like that where if I didn't have something that felt sort of worthy to replace a responsibility with that I wouldn't give myself the permission, like, Oh, just buck up, you know, like you can do. Um, 
people have been doing this for millions of years, you know, like you got to do what you got to do sort of, sort of thing. But I got to tell you, like, I feel, you know, my, my word for the year is nourishment, like nourish. Yeah, yeah. That's my goal for this year. And, and also, you know, my why, and yeah. both of those feel better with this decision. Yeah. So I don't know that I would have made it did, had I not, you know, had this sort of like alternative thing that still felt worthy. Interesting. And why not? You know, like maybe you don't take a full five to seven days off. (laughs) But what's wrong with taking one full day to read a book and take a bath? Well, maybe you don't want to take a bath. I wouldn't want to take a bath. Um, But to read a book, maybe you do and just take care of yourself. Like, why do you have to replace it with something else meaningful? Um, Because we're in such a go, 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 go society, like you must be producing, must be producing. So it's either gentle producing or it's like hardcore producing. Um, Why not? Where did that message get lost that we weren't allowed to just chill for one day a month when we're like physically depleted? Yeah, depleted. Totally. Yeah. It's a really interesting thing. And I don't know that we can actually come up with the answer to that particular question, but to to get to the little, to a more nitty gritty comment about periods. <laughs> um, so you said you might not want to take a bath. Like I know I wouldn't. And I, have you ever heard of the Diva Cup? Oh, I love the it. I know. As soon as I said that, I remembered that I would now take a bath. With the okay. Cup. Yeah. Cause like I, yeah. I use a Diva Cup and there's, yes. there's nothing that I would, when I don't have cramps, I don't even like, I can literally forget that I Exactly. It was a game changer for me. I've been using it for like a year and I was horrified by it (laughs) many, many, many years prior. Like so disgusted. Best thing that ever happened to my periods was the diva cup and thinks underwear. Yeah. And see, I have it right now. I'm at the end of my period. I just started mine yesterday. (laughs) When I'm at the end, (laughs) You don't realize that you don't actually need a cup or a tampon. Oh, yeah. Um, Because when you go to the bathroom and you, now we're getting, now we're getting, all right. So now the spiritual part of the cycle (laughs) is over. (laughs) But that's for me, my favorite part of the things underwear is the beginning of my period and the end. And also as backup, because I'm a pretty heavy bleeder when I'm in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, Diva Cup and things underwear. Oh total game changers. Yeah. Yeah. I've been using a cup for actually almost 10 years. Um, and it did not disgust me at all. And I think it was because yeah. I hated the other options so much. Like yeah, right. Use tampons cause they're horribly uncomfortable and like just pads are that I found that so much grosser than oh. <laughs> and from like a sustainability perspective, you know, like I, I originally learned about it from the idea of not wanting to put like toxic things in or around my body and also not wanting to have so much like unnecessary waste um which is why i also love the idea of like the the things underwear like the period underwear because i mean people nowadays it's actually very trendy to like make your own panty liners and stuff like that because it's so much more sustainable but yeah um yeah i had those first like i did use the like what is mama cloth or like i don't know i used i used those first before the things underwear came around um, and it did feel better. It felt better on my body and it felt better, um, to not be throwing all that junk away. Um, 
So yeah, it is, there's some really good options out there. I wonder now in health, I'm going to ask my daughter. (laughs) I wonder now in health classes, like when they talk about this stuff in school, Mm -hmm. um, do they give those options even? Because it is much more hip and trendy and normal now. Oh yeah, totally. Like there are people that I found out now that are using a, a cup that I never like never would have expected. Yeah. I was like, I'm so impressed. <laughs> Not like it's some kind of massive enlightenment or anything, but just just from the, the perspective of how much it has improved my period experience every month and to have people that are like, oh my God, that's so disgusting. And like, to me, they don't know what they're missing, you know? I know. Like a can, we, can we go to a whole new level? Because this is what I do. Now that we've <laughs> now that we've crossed the line, it's over. So right, let's do a three who's... minute, three minute. I mean, three second pause for anyone who wants to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anyone who's still with us is probably in it too. Like, is probably eager, but um, or at least curious. So another thing I noticed using the cup is that um, when I and when my diet is good, when my supplements are consistent, particularly when I take this one supplement G cell from um, Alpha, <laughs> the color of my blood is totally different. Like it either looks bright and healthy and vibrant. You don't notice that stuff when you're using disposable products, but with the cup, like you, you almost can't not notice. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You, there's no getting around the the real reality of blood when you, you <laughs> it was so interesting to me to notice how much just the color of my blood was affected by the way I treat my body, like nutritiously. So to let everybody know, G-Cell is actually a medicinal mushroom spore supplement. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about that? Because it is really cool. And I I have taken it many, many times as well. And I, I tend to take it like in bursts when I'm feeling like really depleted or when I feel like I'm... Yeah, it's kind of what I do too. But I actually just got rid of my first UTI, like pee in the blood, like blood in the pee. Holy <laughs> blood covered. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um without antibiotics and I'm not anti-antibiotics. So when I, when there's blood in my pee, I like go get antibiotics (laughs) and I do get UTIs like every once in a while, like once or twice a year. Um, and used G cell this time and I, it went away like within a less than 24 hour period. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I took three of them. So yeah, it is, um, uh, Lingji spore product and they use like ultrasonic ultrasonic technology to break the cell wall of the spore so that it absorbs into our body better and then also cordyceps mycelium it's a product that the company had worked on for 18 years so it's like the only product that he's like this is the this is perfection of medicinal mushrooms cool. and it really just like is deep deep, deep cellular nutrition. And you can look more up, but like, that's the core of it. Well, we can Um, put a link to some kind of, yeah, absolutely. I want to do that for all of the other things that we've mentioned too in the show notes, because I hope you all have noticed our amazing show notes in the last, like several episodes. We finally figured it out. We finally worked out all the kinks on those. And from now on, they're going to be as awesome as we always intended them to be. Can I tell a funny story? Yes, of course. So we're driving and I am really open with my kids about 
you know, everything really. Um, but particularly periods, like I don't shut the bathroom door when I'm my period versus like, you know, when they're little, they come in. And so they switched to the cup. And that was like a process that my toddler son was a part of, which is would never like some people would never go there. Um, but we're driving in the car the other day. And he says to me, Mom, <laughs> how does your body keep the baby inside when you go pee or when you go potty? And I was like, oh, interesting question. And I was like, your body's really, really smart. And it knows how to keep the baby inside and let the pee and poop out. And he's like, you mean pee and poop and blood. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's the awesome thing about educated kids. <laughs> like, yep, you're right, bud. Let's it all out. <laughs> but it, yeah, I just think, and how, you know, it, this may be a thing that traumatizes him. Someday he's going to be like, oh my God, my mom totally talked to me about periods. But I'd rather that trauma than the trauma of like having no connection to what half the population goes through every month. And yeah. I'm, it's just normal and natural to me. Um, and so it is now to him. And I just, you know, I know a lot of, I mean, a lot I'm, of parents I'm happy to give there, you a connection there because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm also like, I don't make a point of sharing that no. experience with her. Um, but she's aware and we've actually talked about periods and we've like, we've had these conversations and, yeah. and I don't know, I, I, I seem to feel like there's not actually trauma involved in this right now for her. Like we're just presenting it at a time no. in when everything is like being learned about. And I think it's much more traumatic when you've been kept in the dark for 14 years and all of a sudden you realize like that you were totally clueless of what girls are going through, you know? Yeah. Or for, for my girl, like I have no idea. I didn't start my period till I was 18 years old and I'd like wow. that's probably not going to happen for her. So who knows? I want her to be prepared and feel it's like what, like kind of bringing back to one of those empowerment conversations. And I feel like, I think it's awesome that your son is going to know, you know, because it, it also means that there's not going to be any like weird shock or dismay or anything like that. And because his dad's super open to like Stuart knows when I'm going to get my period before I do. Like he's yeah, so David's very awesome. open about yeah. it too. And, and, <laughs> you know, he's not weirded out by any part of the conversation or any of the happenings or yeah, anything. exactly. It's, I think it's good. Yeah, what a fun conversation. I mean, I wish more of us were talking about this stuff and I actually do. Let me say one more thing. Um, because our timer is going to go off. But one thing I do love having a teenage daughter is that they talk so much more openly about this than we ever did. Like they, as soon as they get their periods, they all get period apps on their phones. And like they, it's, which is weird. Like, what is, that? like, what is the period app? Is it just tracking when your it, period is happening? Yeah, it tracks it and sort of gives you like updates on what your body's going through at certain times of the month. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, it is. And I think that's really cool. Like we definitely were not talking about periods in middle school with each other. Nope. I mean, maybe like I have mine, but that was the extent of the conversation. It wasn't like, um, it was really different awareness. So, and that's not, my daughter's not like all woo and spiritual like me. Like she's, she would never go in like a women's circle or moon circle or red tent. That's what I was just going to say. Like woo like you, except you're, you're like middle of the road woo. Yeah, I'm middle of the road woo. Especially when it comes she's, to like, she's super not into it. So it's like normal teen conversation, which I think is cool. Really that's cool. really, really good. Yeah. yeah.
I, I appreciate that as well. All right. So I, I would love, um, maybe I'll make this my ask. Are we like to the point in the timer where we're, yes, we are. Okay. Yep. So if you don't mind me starting, I would love to ask our listeners for some conversation around, um, the beginning part of this discussion. You know, let's, Let's have a conversation about when do we feel like we have permission to be gentle around our cycles and when, like, why do we need an excuse? Like, let's just answer that. Like, why do we need, right. why do we need to have an excuse to be gentle when our bodies are going through something naturally depleting? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's definitely my ask because it's something that I struggle with and I want to, I want to think more about. Yeah, and I'd be curious how, um, for those of you listening who are super in tune to nutrition and perhaps like Ayurveda or like how how do you nutritionally per, like nourish your body before or during your period? Um, like I do, it's like old school, but I totally eat more red meat, like, cause I know that kind of iron piece and greens. Yeah. Spinach um, and all that. But yeah. Like how do, or do people at all sort of eat differently before and during their period? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So that, that's a cool ask. I would love for everybody just to get involved in this conversation. Like we said, we want more people talking about it. So join in and we will see you online until next time.